viewers, they're going to come for us. And now that we've made contact, they're going to come after you too. Who are they? They came from the silver screen. Hi, I'm Josh. Uh, you're listening to the second season of They Came From The Silver Screen. It's a film discussion podcast. Each week we take one film and we get into it, its cultural relevance and the social issues that surround it. With me, as always, is Damien. Damien, how are we today? I'm good, man. We're back, baby. Welcome back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Standard yes, hiatus. Old school, old school hiatus, man, but we're back. Yeah, so yeah, we've, you know... Um, as we said in the in the last episode, Ghostbusters, um, I took um, I took some time out of the country. Um, it was for no reasons of of national security or anything like that. I was just um, I well, that's what, to well, of course, that's what you're going to say, isn't it? Well, yeah, and you know the the people of Mongolia opened me with uh, you know welcomed me with open arms. They opened was, you with welcome arms, perhaps. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, they did. They did. It was it was uplifting. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask exactly how they opened you, but. Uh... We don't have to get into that. Like I said, well, I think that is I think security. that is an issue of national security, if nothing else. Yeah. It yeah, so, yeah, to well, never actually go into detail on that. Yeah, went went to Mongolia, Japan, um, you know, saw the sights, um, enjoyed myself thoroughly and, and we're we're back and we're we're ready to get back into it. And timely indeed, because we are shaping up for a very interesting uh next few months leading into the uh awards season obviously lots of cool movies coming out lots of yeah very fucking interesting ones as well so uh to get right back into it land on you know the ground with our feet you know hit the ground running so to speak platitudes synonyms similes etc we have decided to choose uh snowden the uh new biopic from writer director oliver stone yeah so and oliver stone you know most famous for platoon wall street and jfk and not probably his most famous uh biography of of a single person Mm. or at least the events surrounding uh the assassination of jfk certainly and then uh nixon bringing up a a a close runner up there as well one of his Mm. uh all-time great films you know other other you know efforts you know natural born killers Mm-hmm. His uh, interviews with uh, uh, what's his name, Cuban guy. Oh, Castro. Castro, yes. Yeah. Did uh, interviews with Castro. Did interviews with uh, Chavez, the Venezuelan leader. So he's mm-hmm. uh, he's been around a lot. And then uh, recently, he's been very, very, very boring. Yeah, he's he kind of hit a hit a slump. Um, you know, when he did, I think most notable for me was when he did W. Yeah. The, biopic about george w bush uh, played by josh brolin yeah two amazing Um, effects you know it was a yeah it was a brilliant performance but just the movie itself was just nothing of the fire and brimstone that uh stone was known for and that i think a lot of viewers kind of hoped Mm. he would bring to this biography that he would just go hammer and tongs and take this guy apart like he did with uh nixon with uh anthony hopkins in the role like how he did Mm. with uh you know, his uh, Vietnam movies like Platoon, like Born on the Fourth of July. Yeah, things and, like yeah, that. And Wall Street, he, you know, ripped apart, you know, the, the you know, Wall Street itself. And, and then Wall Street 2, yeah, I mean, like the whole problem was that uh, Wall Street, in its indictment of the fabulism of the, the culture, actually inspired an entire generation of Gordon Geckos. Yeah, which is, yeah, it, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, so uh, Snowden, uh, Snowden, um, you know, 
written so directed by Oliver Stone, written by uh, Karen Fitzgerald and Oliver Stone, stars uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the titular uh, Edward Snowden, and it, it actually has a fairly good cast. You know, it's got it um, you know Tom Wilkinson, uh, Reese Ifans, uh, Zachary Quinto, Melissa Leo, Shane uh, Woodley. All much uh, look uh, very much like their actual characters. It must yeah, be, they really it, it bring must, it in. It must be said. I mean, uh, you know, they uh, they did very well. I mean, uh, Melissa Leo uh, and Laura Poitras, you know, are basically the same. Zachary Quinto and Glenn Greenwald, they basically look the same. Wilkinson and, you know, Ewan McCastle, yeah, exactly the same. Like, they did very, yeah. very they well. They did really well. And, you know... And Le- uh, and and, you know, Le- and Levitt himself, it must be said. Yeah, Gordon Levitt. Yeah, he does... He does particularly in the in the hotel scenes uh, looks very much like him mm. um, because there is such a a bounty of 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 information. But even like in the in the cast, like you know Timothy Oliphant and surprisingly Nicolas Cage, like very small roles. Yes, but also but also like it must be said just to you know just to go like to step aside for a second, actually comment on Nicolas Cage in a in a movie that uh, is actually. I don't know, of some kind of cultural worth, you know, uh, surprisingly subdued mm. and uh, reserved performance, which are words that you really don't usually actually associate with this man and his acting, at least in uh, recent years. Yeah, well, he, you know, he recently, you know, previously he was in Stone's uh, film, uh, World, World Trade Center. World Trade Center, yes. Um, yeah, um, so he, he actually did this as a favour to Stone, mm. this role. And it's, yeah, I, I was delightfully surprised in seeing him. I, I didn't realise he was in this. I did, but I, I just wasn't sure exactly how big the part was going to be. But it's, it's, it's actually, it's a charming uh, small mm. role where he just, he mentors and, uh, Snowden and plants the seed of, well, not revolutionary per se, but certainly the, the, the whistleblower that he was going to turn into. The man, the man whose morality actually, you know, comes to a, a nadir where he realizes that uh, you can be patriotic towards your country without actually approving of what your country does, which is, I think, the the crux of what the the film is actually about. Him reconciling those two facts together. Cage's character was, you know, loosely based on William Benning's original NSA whistleblower. Let's get into the the plot of it. Snowden is about, uh, you know, the biography of of the events of Edward Snowden, uh, the most recent NSA whistleblower. Uh, this is one of those biographies that we are actually alive to uh, to be a part of. This only happened back in you know 2013, so it's yeah. a fairly recent um, sort of biography. It is incredibly um, fresh, person. and it's it's curious, you know, about about you know, because a movie in a way is often, <coughs> you know, a snapshot in uh, in time, mm. and to uh, establish uh, the reality of a, a film like this, and then like uh, because the point is, where do you end it? Because obviously, there's no ending. There is there is no ending at the moment, and it's a it's a it's a interesting sort of. I wouldn't say it's an anticlimax, but it sort of it leaves you without a, a true resolution in a sense, in the same way that, uh, you know, W kind of left you without a resolution because it was like, you know, he was a shitty president, but he also just wanted to please his dad and or what happens next. Well, we don't know because it hasn't happened yet, yeah. you know, which is a fault also, I guess, with um, uh, not to go into Assange too much, but, you know, the fifth estate, again, that's a story that is ongoing and has no end to it, which is the same thing with Snowden. So, I mean, to have the film conclude with, uh, you know, he got he got the message out there 
the end question mark yeah I think, you know and we're, we're feeling the effects you know just well the freedom act the u.s freedom act changed back in what june 2015 yeah about that yeah so these are really like and that was to do with the snowden uh, leaks um you know now we're aware of just how much um we are surveyed mm. uh, by by governments whether it be ours or uh foreign governments um yeah and it's a really yeah it was a it was a nice end but it's a it's a curious um <clears throat> you know exercise to choose to uh interdisperse you know the uh events in hong kong in 2013 with uh you know his backstory and obviously mm. we know like you know the, the backstory was was going to happen biopic everything like that gives you a moment to actually well i think i mean like uh stone you know says that he doesn't have uh a mandate or you know uh an intention like in his biopics or anything like that but i think if he wanted to just present uh this is the facts this is what happened without judgment uh sort of movie he wouldn't have done the uh personal stuff because all the you know him rising through the ranks him having his patriotism tested uh you know not being able to serve choosing cia you know meeting um you know his girlfriend and everything like that that's all humanizing stuff yeah it's all flavor to the character exactly and so it gives you you know an insight into him and to why you know he did what he did beyond the sort of abstract notion of um, mm. patriotism yeah and it's one of the things that kind of is you know brought up is that he he's kind of like he had it all you know he was you know he had a, a loving relationship he you know he lived in hawaii he was making obscene amounts of money you know and he threw it all away um that's kind of one of the things that, that popped up you know a couple of times in this and then in uh, you know, subsequent interviews with Stone and uh, and other people uh, to kind of show that it is a truly altruistic uh, act mm. that he is doing. Because because uh, I mean, yeah, he makes he makes you know. he makes the statement that uh, you know he's not in it for money or any kind of financial remuneration. This is about getting the information out there. Mm. And, yeah, which is one of the things that polarizes people so much that um, he's either, you know, Snowden, the, the, the man, is either the hero uh, for, um, you know, putting out these leaks and, and letting the public know, letting the public have control um, over what they, are, what they know. Um, but other people believe that it is, um, that he is a traitor, that um, he, he gave these secrets out um as some sort of nefarious plot against the uh the nation of um of the united states mm. um and it's still hotly contested by by many people yeah although to be fair i'd i'd argue um you know that it, it's uh far easier to hate assange than it is to to hate snowden he may he, snowden makes it very difficult for you to actually paint him as some sort of uh espionage spy selling state secrets you know for personal gain or anything like that mm. the sheer like unabashed um <clears throat> altruism that he's uh brought uh forth the the fact that he's you know didn't hide in the shadows was uh, very much 
front and center. I want to be the target so that no one else will get hurt. This is a an issue for you know the good of the public. And then you mm. sort of mirror that with uh, the kind of um, god complex that uh, Assange kind of has. As, yeah, as, the, the as showboating exactly, just the 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 sheer theatricality of it all, and the 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 brazen arrogance that uh, I am dumping this information out into the ether because I can, hmm. and dumping it with um, you know. Just yeah, just with, literally with, just without, dumping without it without the kind of you know uh, with, without oversight and uh, ethical checks that uh, Snowden insisted that the the Guardian mm. and other uh, news organisations uh, took part in before giving them control. Yeah, which is yeah, it does yeah uh, yeah Assange and you know and not to mention the fact that Assange does have you know various other allegations against him. Yeah. Um, that do demonize him exactly. and, and make him an easy person he has a lot to of, dislike. A lot of dirty laundry, whereas Snowden really, he's just a white collar kid that wanted to be a soldier, and that's about it. I mean, like it's yeah, he wanted. You know, his his family was you know from you know his father was uh, part of the Coast Guard. Um, you know, Snowden was, I believe, a security guard uh, in the in the beginnings of things after the after his stint with the National Reserve. Mm. Um, so he's, you know, yeah, he has been a you know a very, you know, um, yeah, one would say a, a patriot. Um, curious, he, yeah, he, that, he wants to see himself as a patriot, um, and he's tried to model himself to continue uh, that sort of thing throughout his life. If anything, he sort of like to me. He kind of uh, he, mir- he mirrors the journey of uh, you know Ron Kovich, uh, the uh, main character in Born on the Fourth of July, played by Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. another you know uh, Stone biopic, and m- may I say like phenomenally underrated as a film and also as a lead performance. But um, it it mirrors that same kind of you know this is an all American that just wanted to serve his country because you know, through his upbringing and then just through his own personal, you know, uh, beliefs stood that this was the right thing to do and then got to see behind the veil, Hmm. which uh, coincidentally was the uh, name of the uh, song that Peter Gabriel wrote for the ending credits of uh, Snowden. These are Hmm. are both men that saw behind the veil of what you know, uh, these countries were actually doing behind the, the glitz and the glam and the, the, the televised awesomeness of going to war or doing cyber warfare. So, I mean, by the end of the movie, he's a, a long cry from uh, thinking, you know, that uh, having unrestricted access would be really cool. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a, it's a burden that uh, the, the person and the, the character portrayed by... Gordon Levitt um, sh- shows that he's um, yeah he 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 knows that this is information that is important um, to you know make lives better or worse. Mm. It is a curious performance because uh, Snowden, you know, as just an actual person, is you know as you've seen in interviews and if you've uh, watched uh, viewers uh, the 
Lawyer Poitras uh, documentary Citizen Four, which you absolutely should, won the Academy Award for Best Documentary at the 2015 Oscars, and uh, Poitras herself features in the film. It's uh, hey, played by Melissa Leo. Indeed, it's he is an incredibly unflappable man. You know, hmm. takes uh, takes a lot of horrible, horrible things in his stride, <clears throat> and so it's a. It's a curious um, uh, character to try and uh, portray and humanize and actually uh, demonstrate a, a measure of growth and development, these changing ideologies, these, uh, you know, moments where his views and his goals and, you know, aspirations change. Yeah, well, so like at the start of the the film, when he does get, uh, when he does become part of the uh, the CIA training, um, he is very um, bright eyed, bushy tailed, for lack of a better word, mm. about um, you know what he's being told um, and what he is told is he believes is the truth. Um, that you know it is purely targeted information that is being gathered um, through you know legal means. Yes, well, even though those le- means le- are legal in not seen. commas, I'd say. Yeah, you know, you know, and they, you know, they bring it up that uh, you know it's the the hidden courts, the the secret courts of Pfizer. You know, people do have warrants out um, to seize information, but they'll never see it because it's classified. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he does believe that it's like okay, well, that we're we're still doing the right thing then. And then as he goes, um, you know, there's various characters uh you know there's very various characters um that go through in this story that do help him open his eyes uh to what's really going on and, and certainly and not see, yeah. blind faith in his government and certainly test you know his uh uh you know his conviction that uh you know the ends justify the means which is i think what you know reese Fan's character as uh corbin would uh kind of probably suggest his mantra is yeah and corbin you know o'brien isn't per se a real person he's an amalgamation of various higher-ups um in the um in the security um industry um you know even o'brien is the um you know it's a little bit of a nod to um george orwell's 1984 exactly o'brien being the the leader of um the higher up in the thought police exactly um, there is the there is the scene where talks to um, him on the uh, the yeah. massive uh, wall monitor. You know, if, if, I was going to say if there's any. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Stone does. It's like, pretty heavy handed. I was going to say if, like, you know, Big Brother is watching you as a as a as an allegory, it basically bludgeons you around the head with it. But it's nothing if not effective as the final moment where it is the driving force. You know, uh, where he just nonchalantly assures Snowden that uh, he is utterly familiar with, uh, you know, Lindsay's uh, sex life. Yeah. And yeah, knows far too much exactly. about it because he is, you know, it's it, the implication is he's being, he's been watching everything. Exactly. The entire time. Yeah. Which is, yeah. And then you've got, you know, and then you've got Nicholas Cage's character who does, you know, start to question you know like like you were saying about you know you don't have to like the government to be able to do um you know he created things um for the government and then they were repurposed perverted um, and yeah 
uh, to to its own means, you know, which we do see uh, mirrored in in Snowden's uh, work. Um, you know, when he goes to Japan, he creates. Um, well, the, the film states that he um, he creates on his kind of on his own, which is up for debate. A uh, a backup system, uh, which is then repurposed as a as a as a dragnet. Uh, for personal information of of uh, private citizens, exactly. <clears throat> so I mean, like all all that aside, I think one of the one of the main questions I sort of have because I mean, like uh, the the way that the way the movies uh, the crafted and we we see the trajectory of Snowden's character beautifully, and we see the the loyalties between uh, torn between his uh, you know desire to impress Corbin and uh, his love towards Lindsay, who I have to say, beautifully played uh, by Shalane Woodley. Yeah, very I'm... wonderfully understated performance. As with a lot of these movies, the the concerned girlfriend she doesn't get a lot to do, but with what she is given, she uh, takes it and runs with it. But yeah, and you know, Lindsay Mills is a very uh, you know she was brought up after the Snowden leaks happened and, and her character was torn apart. You know, there's a lot of things stating that she was, you know, that she was a, a stripper to try and demean her and devalue her as a person mm. um, and to kind of besmirch Snowden's character himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. She was a fairly outgoing person on s- social media, which is very, uh, which is a great departure uh, from Snowden being very uh, insular and, and private mm. person. I suppose, like uh, you know, the big question I sort of have about the about this movie, apart from the fact that you know it's uh, it's it's made competently, it's it's shot you know very very well. It harks back to that old school uh, stone cinematography style of you know not cleaving to a single format. He'll use still photos if he needs to. He'll shoot on grain. He'll shoot in black and white. He'll you know, do 16 millimeter, 35 millimeter. He'll, you know, crop pictures and, and shots and everything like that to, you know, get his message across. And especially in a movie like this, where the theme is so hardcore on surveillance, a lot of the footage is shot in, you know, pretty, pretty shitty quality, but it, it lends itself then to that uh, air of uh, uh, suspicion and paranoia and everything. But I guess what I want to know is, did, did this movie actually tell us anything we didn't already know? Well, that's the thing. Like, and that's, and, okay. yeah. And that's kind of like what stops me from, you know, praising it as, as an incredible movie. Is it a return to form for Oliver Stone? Yeah, kind of. It's, it's certainly not as shit as Savages, which was an abomination of a film. That was horrendous. But it's, it's, it just, it still lacks that kind of fire and brimstone, you know, uh, uh, sort of Oliver Stone filmmaking of old, like where JFK, this is a fucking conspiracy. I'm going to educate y'all on like what this is about or Nixon. Like, you know, I'm going to give you the inside goss on what it was really like during his presidency or, you know, platoon or 4th of July or any of those movies, you know, where it's like, you know, you think your soldiers are heroes? Well, guess what? They weren't, and also the government fucked them. Like, it's it just... And Snowden, like a lot of his recent movies, it's just... seems like a very... It's very passive, biographical 
storytelling. So, I think I I have a suspicion with that. Like, is it because we are too close to this? Like, as a as a society, we're like, this is only you know three years ago mm. that this has happened. Is this because we you know we, you know both you and I, Damien, are we're very you know we like to keep up with with these sort of events in the world. So we're not, you know, it's chance the average person who may not know who Snowden was, mm. uh, who doesn't need to be educated on these things. Um, would um, the would this age better in the fact of like, you know, 10 years from now, would someone be able to look at that and go, oh, well, I understand where, you know, what's happened. I, I now have a clearer thing of just, Oh yes, and and leaks happened in the NSA, and it caused yada 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 mm. to occur. Um, you know, as we would have heard in you know Vietnam, that you know, oh yes, you know they they were treated poorly, but you don't know to the extent. You know, oh yes, uh, Wall Street is is corrupt; they're all greedy um, people. You don't know until you know you watch Wall Street. That sort of insight into that world. Mm. Are we just too involved in this already? To be able to see it with mm. I think the I, eyes that may have that that would see this as bigger than it actually I do, is. Yeah, I do think you are right in that sense. Like it, like I mean, it is symptomatic of the age that we live in. There is a globalization of information. It is <clears throat> instantaneous in its reach, and I just, I just, uh, perhaps I just don't think that maybe you know documentaries for sure. You know, as we saw in Citizen Four, that was a bombshell. You know, yeah. of, of a film that was just a you know tightly coiled one hundred and twenty minutes of just perfect filmmaking that actually chilled me to my core more than any other thriller I've watched in in years. But I wonder if uh, narrative filmmaking actually has the ability to uh, deliver the exposés that uh, it used to because I mean mm. back because I mean back in the day because internet didn't exist and all that sort of stuff you didn't have the the ready access to information that you know uh, we do now you know back in the day if you you know, say say this happened like you know twenty years ago or something like that. And someone said Snowden, and, and it's like, who's that? Oh, some bloke I read about in the newspaper. Like you couldn't go and fact check that shit on Google or anything like that. You know, so um, a movie such as this would be a, a window into you know these behind the scenes moments. Whereas now, I think, you know, I don't know if people are like. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say m m like more well informed, because like for a, we know for a fact that a lot of goddamn people aren't vis-a-vis, -vis, you know, current American elections and everything like that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think people people are shocked less, perhaps. Yeah, I and think it's, there is. And it's, it's the nature of it's the nature of privacy as well that like Facebook has kind of uh, softened us up and desensitized us to the notion of, um, you know, the dissemination of personal information. Yeah. It's, um, you know, things, things that we post on uh, Facebook now, people wouldn't be yeah. caught dead making public, you know, even 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, the, I guess the, the next, the, the closest thing to sort of 
you know, Facebook and all of that and, and, and uh, showing your, um, you know, stating your, your beliefs and all of that, you know, at a dinner party and you, you would never um, talk about politics um, at the table mm. with, 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 you know, a group of friends because it could get too divisive. And, and nowadays we, we throw it around uh, so easily, uh, you know, you know, sign this petition, you know, oh, I think this is horrendous. Did you hear what he had to say? You know, he grabbed what? Um, you know, that sort of thing that we're, we want to, yeah, we're freer with our, our, our thoughts, our minds. And, yeah. and I guess we're, we, to a certain extent, we're, we're okay with, we're more okay with the price that we're paying for that. Yeah. I um, mean, we live, we know, live in a performance of culture. You know, we, we, we live in a world where reality TV, reality TV is king. And, you know, we basically said, you know, look, we love performing and we love watching these people, you know, perform as, as they live their lives, you know, like as a kind of meta version of performance. So society basically, you know, through Facebook, through Periscope, through Twitter, through, you know, Facebook live streaming, through YouTube and everything like that basically said, here are some tools, go out, perform, live. Like, you know, put your lives out there for general consumption. Like, we're all performers now, basically. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, and so we're, wanting to, we're wanting to share ourselves, uh, but we also want to learn more about others. Exactly. I think we're, we're far more uh, curious of even uh, the mundane, um, that we'll, we'll seek it out, you know, we'll follow, you know, you know, at the end of a day, we'll watch a vlog of a, of a YouTuber telling them about their day. Um, and we'll, we'll be entertained by yeah, that. And for some, yeah, for some reason, people are fascinated by that. And I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not kidding around. There's like, there's vlogs that, uh, I watch and it's just people talking about shit they did throughout the day. And it's just like, why am I watching this? But it's, it's that kind of, it's, I mean, it is, it is what Zuckerberg wanted, you know, in the end, he said he wanted to break down the barriers of communication. He wanted to open the world up. He wanted everyone to be able to talk to everyone, regardless of, you know, where they lived and what they did. And, uh, you know, so I think it's just, yeah, it's weird. Like, uh, with, the you know, the, the Snowden hacks and everything like that. It's like people were, people were outraged but also not that outraged. Well, it was, um, so there was the, um, it was more like, it was, it was more like, last, yeah, like how, yeah, last year there was the, uh, the John Oliver, uh, bit where, um, you know, last week, last week tonight with John Oliver, mm. um, he actually went to, to see Snowden, uh, in Russia and he, you know, a lot of, you know, he surveyed people and, and, and got their stuff about, um, you know, not wanting, you know, do you know who Snowden is? Do you understand that the government is watching you? Um, and they kind of were like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then he talked about it in terms that, um, the terms of like dick pics. That's right. Yes, yeah, so I remember that would, interview, yeah. Yeah, do you want the public, you know, do you want the government to see your dick? Basically, he brought it down too. And, was, and people was, got like yeah. outraged. It was a beautiful moment having Snowden actually describe all the different uh, NSA programs and all the different ways in which they could access your dick pics. 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah, some places would be able to retrieve. You know, if you had, if you send an email of your dick pic, they've got that. Yeah, because they've 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 grabbed that along the way, um, <laughs> or you know, so, uh, never mind. He's <laughs> grabbed that dick along like, the way. <laughs> <laughs> They let you do anything when you're the government. I was going to say, God, God, God forbid. I mean, the 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 number of pussy pics that would be getting grabbed by the NSA if Trump got into president. Yeah, and well, and that's the thing. Like, it's not even the government. It's also you know uh, Snapchat and stuff like that. They, you know, that we don't get to see that after the you know after we see it. Mm. Um, but that's kept somewhere. Yeah, and the people in Snapchat, um, they may not now. Uh, but they uh, they did have the repository, which they could just easily grab these out, mm. uh, which is which is crazy uh, that that we allow people to do that by by idly clicking, you know, just uh, ticking you know, tick, the terms tick, tick, and conditions. Ticking a box that says accept, you know, and that's what we that's what we do. That's and I think we we just don't we just don't think that that's the price that we get to that we have to pay now. Think, that we yeah. that we believe our dick pics are you know our nudes are in a safe place that we can that that others aren't going to mess with our idyllic world that we are that we are now in. It was funny because I mean like I remember Seth Meyers at the White House Correspondence Dinner a few years ago where he was talking about like the Patriot Act and all these other like horrifyingly encroaching laws that you know. Uh, uh, politicians and congressmen had voted to power and he said i don't think you read bills anyway i think you vote for these bills the same way the rest of us accept updated terms and conditions on itunes yeah. just pages upon pages of information and uh if you want to read it it'll tell you exactly how they are violating your personal freedoms but uh, i want to i want to send cat pictures now yeah and i think like it was the you know, as as portrayed by like Zachary Quinto's character in the film, um, the media got more excited about these leaks than the public did. Yeah, um, purely because they are the ones who do read through these things. They pass through this information. Um, they see the the full amount, and then they you know they're they're pursuing the truth. Um, you know, it's it's probably why you know Spotlight was so successful. Um, because it showed, um, it showed journalists pursuing that that truth at whatever means. It actually just showed journalists being actual journalists. Mm. You know, there wasn't anything romantic about it. They fucking knuckled down and researched and read boring shit that no one else wanted to read, and then at the end, blew everything wide open. Mm. It's not a gla- I mean, it's not a glamorous job, really. Yeah, and you, you know, and, and and as we and as we see, you know, in this movie, you know, even if it is dramatized, there's a lot of danger, you know, yeah, adherent to that. I mean, you know, it's it's hard not to bring this to the current, you know, American election because there is now this like media versus government, and you know, or or, or potential government uh, that is happening, and this sort of war against the truth and the truth nice reference and it's just and and this is what is is being grappled with on a on a it's probably more subtle than than the privacy of it um you know in you know 
when they take uh, the story to the Guardian and then they need to wait until the conversation with the actual White House and, uh, you know, Quinto's character putting his foot down going, listen, it doesn't matter whether the government says it's okay or not for you to publish this. We're, we're doing this whether you're behind us or not. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, 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 it's that, truth it's that, needs it's, to be yeah, out. It's that moment where he actually just says, be a fucking journalist for once. It's just fair yeah, enough. that's one of the know, things yeah. you don't... Yeah, this is, you know, uh, you know, it's a very much like a Woodward and Bernstein sort of thing in, in Watergate. You know, this is blowing things open, letting the story be known, letting the public know whether they really care about it or not. Um, the fact that they now have the power to... Uh, the power of this information is, is enough. It is that... Uh you know divorce from reality that uh you know fiction provides us that uh kind of maybe lessens the uh impact of uh you know what uh the revelations were in the film itself because i mean like we've been watching films for years you know where it's just like you know government's going out of control with surveillance they can watch you at any point i mean like there was that old um ah oh, i'm trying to uh remember the film with uh it had uh gene hackman and gene hackman uh, will and will smith, smith enemy, of, enemy the of the state yeah back in the what yeah. the 90s or something like that they were saying the government's watching us at all times and it was like holy shit that's some fantasy right there yeah it, and, yeah, so it is now and, 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 no and yeah, longer fiction i think that's the whole thing i think like you know that the reason that i feel citizen four as a documentary is a far more effective method of getting across this information is because there is no artifice around it. There is no, you know, flashy graphics to, you know, you know, represent, you know, a beam of light going from one computer to another. So you can just enjoy the, the pyrotechnics the of spectacle. The, the spectacle of it all, you know, citizen four is just 90 minutes of Snowden sitting in a chair in a dingy hotel room on a grainy camera, basically saying, there's some serious shit going down and this is what it is. And you guys need to be way more scared than you actually are. Yeah. And the lack of, and, and the lack of artifice is what makes it so much more impactful. And him, yeah. Putting the, you know, having that attention to detail, you know, there's that, you know, there's that, that brief scene of, you know, there's an SD card or like still in the laptop when he's giving out more information, you know, cause he's, he's giving it in, in waves basically mm. and it's just like you need to you need to mark these down you can't have this just idly by let's you know this is important this you guys you guys need to take care of this stuff yeah um because he does care you know in you know following on from that uh, in interviews this is a man who does care about um about security about privacy you know there's the you know the thing of you know covering up the um the camera yeah um, of the laptop with with a band-aid because someone could be watching um you know i believe uh you know i think things of like like zuckerberg does that exactly you know, he's he he cuts off his 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 mic in his laptop and he covers up his uh, his laptop this is stuff that does like can happen mm. Um, from a from a remote location. I was going to ask, are you, are, have you covered your camera up? Uh, not at the moment. No, neither um, have I. Actually, but I, that's only because I haven't found the right tape that looks uh, that will blend in 
with my uh, with my Mac, which is pretentious <laughs> so, as fuck. I was say, so you, <laughs> it's purely aesthetics. It's yeah. like uh, I want to be able to protect myself, but in a way that looks good at the same time. Yeah, I have to look at this. Uh, you know, this is this is where I do my work. I want to make sure it looks good. I was going to say, it's protecting my identity, but God, it's an eyesore. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Which, funnily enough, is what I imagine most people would just be like. It's like, uh, you know, here are the things that you can do, you know, as Snowden and X numbers of, you know, other, you know, tech industry professionals have told us. Like, these are the things that you can do to protect your identity, to protect yourself from, you know, being monitored as viciously as we are at the moment and everyone's saying oh it's hard though well so it's like well yeah well like one of the tips that he's given is like you know take apart your phone and disconnect the internal microphone yeah because that can get hacked into exactly and then the only way that you can then use the phone uh with you know speaking into it and having phone calls is by then plugging in uh an external microphone like you know your your apple headphones and all that it's like that sounds like so much work yeah but it's like that's what you got to do now yeah it's like most people are like you know pretty tech phobic anyway so they're just like oh oh oh, do i avoid my warranty if i if i do that what like what if i what if i want a new one that's pink and it's nice like uh, they won't let me get one now because i because i I did a thing it's just like yeah all right well Mm. it's a lot of work but yeah i just i I don't know i mean like he, he sort of seems to he says at the end you know in his final uh interview at the end it's just like what you know uh what 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 do you think will happen if uh nothing happens and he says like eventually people will uh will you know demand change and rise up to try and make a difference but part of me is wondering exactly what what's what it's going to take you know on on a civilian level for people to really really actually care about some sort of you know change be it like legislative or you know like an actual like technological movement towards ensuring greater privacy yeah so and it's you know there was the uh there was the attack in uh, uh san bernardino of domestic terrorism mm. um and then there was the big thing with the fbi uh needing to gain access to those iphones um of the of the the individuals involved and apple put its foot down and said no you can't have you know we're not going to give you that back door exactly. we're not going to create this precedent um and it wasn't yeah, exactly because as soon as one thing is you know as, as soon as this is a reason you'll find other way less important reasons yeah and they could and they could they could have done it and they they were able to do it without apple but they needed that it was the precedent that they needed that was the important thing about this, yeah. and it wasn't the people that it wasn't the people that did it. But it's, you know, it's a private company that had to had to stand up for civil liberties. Yeah, but I also wonder if, if like standing up for civil liberties is actually just standing up for shareholders and a, mm. and a healthy and a healthy fourth quarter. Yeah, because exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's still going to be financially motivated because at the end of the day, someone says, "Oh, you you hacked in, you let them hack into our phone." Yeah you know, I'm going to make sure you have a really bad loss this year. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, and that's crazy. Like it, but like, that's the, that's the most recent instance of, of, of someone standing up for that sort of privacy. And it's like, Whoa, that's, 
like you know after the leaks there was the the outrage of i believe it's prism that mm. uh you know that was collecting the information from you know google yahoo um you know facebook skype all of those all of those places collecting the data um you know no matter how large or small it was um and there was that um you know that sort of crackdown on it um yeah the you know the freedom act um last year that actually you know spe- specified what actual relevant information was that it actually had to be targeted it couldn't be just this huge dragnet um you know there's yeah but yeah what's it going to take for for us as private citizens to to put our foot down and go no this is enough and is it is it going to be towards uh towards uh, a government body is it going to be to um private to the private companies you know how much information are we willing to give to uh an app that will um until we say no this is enough like i believe there's an I have an app um, that allows me to, if I have taken part in a in a DNA um, test, um, that I can put my DNA um, into that app, right? And it can be held on record, you know, along with my, uh, you know, where I'm going, you know, I've got the Moves app um, that kind of logs in my um, where I go, where I stop, how long I spend. Um, spend their you know basic you know the basic metadata sort of thing but it's it's an actual app that i kind of can actually see um you know it tracks my tracks my sleep tracks my you know walking like i've given i've given all of this up you know my um you know my identity is very much within uh the internet itself um but where's that line gonna be drawn what what am i willing to what am i not willing to give yeah to the world before i go whoa you're getting way too far on this that's a good that's a, it's, a, it's a question that i think is still up in the air and i think that the movie the movie couldn't answer and so it didn't try to even uh, hmm. even citizen for the documentary it uh it it couldn't answer that question because i honestly i don't know maybe maybe there isn't Maybe it's just we'll wake up one day and everything will have changed and it'll be too late and we're like, oh, oh, what really? It's all, I was gonna, oh, too late. All right, never mind. Yeah, we're kind of going into you know an episode of Black Mirror. Exactly. Sort of well, yeah. I mean, the the signs have been there previously, you know, with David Cameron and all of that. So, what is the first <laughs> time we've headed yeah. into that? Exactly. I mean, like you know, I was gonna say like pig fucking is a slippery slope towards. Uh, endangerment of uh, personal privacy but i mean i mean you look you look at um uh you know black mirror or something like that you see the episode you know the complete history of you with toby kebble as you know mm. you put the implant in your brain you can replay your own memories i mean like they're already developing technology where you can actually put a camera in your eye and record everything you see i mean yeah. this is no. this is now there's there's no sort of like sci-fi uh you know phantasm about any of this this shit's actually happening yeah, it's, you know, as we were, you know, as we're saying, you know, the things like an enemy of the state is now, you know, this is now reality. Yeah. And I think, I think maybe science we've, fiction we've been, is now nonfiction. Yeah. Like we've been, we've, we've been uh, sort of uh, subjected to so much, uh, you know, fictional, you know, nonsense of the way things could be in the future 
you know, that it, it never occurs to us that maybe like that shit actually could happen. And now it has. And I don't think we, uh, yeah, I think maybe we just, we just haven't realized or just, you know, the, the notions of uh, reductions of privacy that uh, are happening right now, we kind of like movies have introduced us to that over decades. And so it doesn't even shock us anymore. You know, someone says this is happening. We're like, oh yeah. Oh, well, fair enough. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, so, saw, yeah. I saw that in strange days back in 1995, you know, sure. Yeah. So is this, is this, is Stone still doing what Stone does, but we've changed now. He's stayed, he stayed the same I don't know, but he, to us yeah. now. It feels safe. Exactly. I think he resolutely has changed. I think, what we regard as uh, violations of personal liberty are different to what, you know, he thinks because he has the same opinion of it as he did back in, you know, the the 70s or 80s. And he's almost reluctant to have changed the world through his, through his films. Like there was a lot of stuff that came up with JFK, Mm. a lot of stuff that had to get released to kind of quell, you know, public intrigue and that's the thing it was, it was public intrigue that it had to you know a lot of documents had to get uh let out you know a lot of you know the, uh, but i guess the whole conspiracy of of the jfk assassination you know they had to let out um lbj recordings yeah um that he had because there was such there was that implication uh from the public that uh he may have had something to do with that assassination to get into power exactly which is a crazy thing that that's that that so that is the power that the public has had in the past exactly so what ha, what has the public been able to do nowadays to force the hand of the government you see it in you see to, it in certain ways you see it in certain facets you know everything to do with the, you know police shootings in america that is uh, you know citizens in action yeah you know forcing uh, a socio and geopolitical uh, difference on like all levels of government. You... They, they, there is a change being affected. It is a very slow fucking change, but change is being affected. But I think that's, I mean, that's a, that's a, it's a, it's a different kind of justice. I mean, there's very few gray lines when it comes to innocent people getting murdered by, you know, officers of the law. That's very yeah. you know, clean cut and dry. Whereas, you know, th- you know, things, uh, to do with this uh, kind of outrage can, you know, often be sort of offset by saying, well, you, know, you asked for it, or it's not as bad as all that, or you're already posting photos of yourself anyway. So what, what's the beef? It's, yeah, a, bit, it's, which it's is... a bit more of a gray area. And I just, yeah, I don't think I don't have, I don't have an answer. I don't think stone has an answer. Maybe even Snowden doesn't have an answer at the moment, but mm. uh, I think, yeah, I think it really does just remain to be seen. Yeah, it's it's almost like um, you know now Snowden is in is in his exile, um, you know, in Russia. That he's now just, you know, he's he's you now he's he's got freedom freedom press that he does. Um, now you know he likes to advocate uh, note for security of of private citizens, um, but he's really it, it's 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 a reactive sort of thing. Because he's now out of the loop. Exactly. So I don't. I don't think. 
any big change that comes, it's not going to come from him. He's done his part. Mm. He's not able really, given his circumstances, to do anything else. It's going to be the next one. It's going to be yeah. it's going to be the next Snowden that drops some new bombshell. I yeah, think. and and hopefully they they too have an altruistic, um, you know, ideal set in order to do this. That that it is the next whistleblower is more more Snowden than uh, than than a, a you know a more treasonous person um, or a, a showboater, an opportunistic like Assange. Sort of, yeah. yeah. Which um, you know, and it should be noted that Assange did have um, have a, a large part to play in getting Snowden out of Hong Kong. Exactly. No, he did absolutely. Yeah. So you know, he's not all bad. He did help, um, you know, uh, a, a fellow truth seeker. Um. Yeah. I, I, real quick, because we're you know we're, we're getting we're getting through this today, mm. um, but just. Jason Gordon-Levitt's character himself, um, or you know, how he portrayed Snowden, is really, it's really on point to the point that a lot of times, particularly in the hotel, he looks exactly like Snowden, no. and it's hard. It was hard to pass out through. Who is this? Because being a living, you know, a living biography, there's always that chance of the real person coming into it. You know. Exactly, um, of yeah. you know when when's that when's the switch going to happen when's the cameo going to happen mm. um like of like wolf of wall street um you know the real guy was was there was in the film as well exactly yeah uh, because you had that that opportunity uh to do it um yeah it was you had to do those double takes yeah with uh, i mean with yeah the, the, let the, it fit into the role the hotel stuff was done excellently it was done very very well indeed and i think well i think it's uh it is telling, you know, just to just to you know finish up that like the best parts of uh, Snowden were actually their recreations of Citizen Four. Yeah, because there's such a wealth of of um, of footage there that they could just yep, all right, let's put it side by side and let's recreate it. Exactly. I mean, like, that was everything else is up in the air. Yeah, and it was it was you know verbatim what happened, but it was mm. as dramatic as you know any any you know fictional script or movie i mean in the in in citizen four when that when the phone rings unexpectedly like i mean yeah. that's actually like a legit you know thrilling and terrifying moment which mm. the movie replicates and you kind of assume that uh well yeah sure the phone rang you know the, st the stand the standard spooks on the other end you know trope it's been done a million times before but and it's it's that it's again it's that thing I think just to sort of wrap up that line that we were going on it's it's the narrative it's the fictional remove mm. you know that uh, we have the history of you know devices like that being used to uh, build tension to you know uh, have a moment of uh, you know fear and thrill and everything like that but like in the doco there's there's no artifice. It did happen, yeah. and it was terrifying, and so that I, I, that's why I just think it's a more effective version of telling this story. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I actually, so I saw the, I saw the Snowden uh, first, and then I went to see Citizen Four. Um, you know, sat right, right down, and and you know, rented it out on on the computer, and I was like, all right, and and it is, it is a better telling of the story because it is 
as it happens. Um, and it, yeah, it is it is a better thing. Not to say that Snowden isn't a bad a bad film. No, it is a good Stone film. Um, this is a it is a good film to um, for the general public to uh, to digest. If anything, it's a, it's a good it's a good accompaniment piece yeah. to Citizen Four. And if people see Snowden and then go want to go back and watch the documentary, then the movie has achieved uh, something very important in my mind. Yeah, and it is yeah it is to further um, to further gain more knowledge in these things to to then you know well, what was you know what is prism you know and then to go into that yeah and, and then to, to to do your own searching to to explore those avenues that are that are prefaced in the film itself um, yeah this isn't this does um, err on the side of of Snowden being a hero. Um, because that's just how uh, the narrative was bound to go. Mm. Um, I don't think it would have been a compelling film if it showed him as a as you know as more of a villain, which it could could have done. Um, but yeah, it, it it gives you that that ability to um, to look to look further and to to start questioning questioning things. That's probably the the big takeaway of of you know Snowden as a person and the film itself is to just question. Question, um, question private companies um, what their intention is. Uh, question uh, your government: Are they looking out for you as uh, as a person? Um, it's a no matter where you are, um, you know whether you're here in Australia, whether you're in the United States. It is an important thing for us to trust. Uh, well, not to blindly trust our government. No, but to, I mean, don't just don't take, uh, you know, anything for granted and don't and certainly don't take uh, the government for granted as being a benevolent organisation. They have motives the same as anyone else does. Yeah, we all and we all do. It's not a it's not a bad thing. You just need to question. Exactly. That, you know? Don't accept it on blind faith. Hmm. Exactly. So that's this uh, this episode for this week. Uh, we're we're back. We're back, folks. It's wrapped up. We're... Put a bow on it. Ready for season two, man. I'm excited. Yeah. So bigger uh, and better things. Next time around. Next time around, we're actually going to give a crack at uh, the Neon Demon, the uh, new Windy Griffin film, Polar, which has Polar... been out uh, uh, internationally, you know, in in various places, but for a uh, while. But is uh, just uh, come out in Australia today. Hmm. So, uh, so yeah, so always, looking uh, forward to that. Always a polarizing to... filmmaker. Always gets mm. uh, booed about as much as he gets applauded at uh, festivals for his films. So uh, we're going to watch this guy try and tackle the uh, fashion industry, and then somehow link it with pagan vampires. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. So am I. Until next week, folks. 